You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Your Dose of Death Podcast. As always, I'm Lauren and always joined by my illustrious co-host, the man who literally is probably running on a few days of sleep, Mike Servino. As you know, he was at GCW Homecoming, so (laughs) we'll get to that later. Um, But as always, thank you guys for joining us each and every single episode. Um, Just want to get a few um, things off before we start the episode. As you guys know, please support the Count Out Patreon. That is going really strong right now. As I've been told, we have five Patreons already. The goal we have is 10, so we're already halfway there to that goal. But also, the bigger news is that the T Public Store for Count Out went live. And with that being said, you can get your, your own Your Dose of Death Marriage, which is literally the actual logo of this podcast on shirts you can get on tees on hoodies you can even get flags like how cool is that and i know um if you are a part of the sale that happened the first two days thank you so much we really appreciate the support but um aside from that go support us on t public go support all the podcasts and all the count out merch that is on there it's really awesome it's really convenient for everyone and it has something for everybody so please go support us on T public or on the Patreon, but also um, support Kings Road Wrestling as well. Literally the coolest page uh, of wrestling going on right now on Insta. Um, but how are you doing though? Coming off of the crazy weekend that was GCW Homecoming, it was overwhelming, but it was great. I'm still a little bit tired, but uh, the showboat was was jammed. And this was the crazy thing: um, they had a country music, the Tidal Wave Festival in Atlantic City. Oh, that was going on the same week. Yeah, at the same time. So they had Morgan Wallen, Luke Bryan. Whoa! Um, and the boardwalk in Atlantic City as a whole was so, so oh, crowded. That's insane. Thousands of people. Like, uh, my friend Justin and I walked down the boardwalk and, like, bought merch for, like, Luke Bryan. Uh, <laughs> and there were just so many people in the showboat, like, that you wouldn't really wow. see. So, I don't know if the if the country music festival and WWE being there had anything to do with it, but there Probably. was a ton of standing room people with general admission in the showboat. It was it was way more packed than TOS. It was, wow. it was jammed in there, dude. Uh, even for night two, like it was just crowded and it was awesome. Well, um, let us not wait any further. Let's get into those shows, um, death match wise at least. Um, all the death matches really delivered. I'm just gonna say that right off the bat, like all of them really delivered. Um, I mean, for a show that like this is home base for GCW, this is the showboat. You know what you're gonna get yourself into. I mean, mind you, the ultra violent title match with Rena and Cologne was fantastic. One of the gnarliest yeah. matches you'll ever see. Was is that your top of the weekend? That. I'd say that, and then Sawyer Arena was number two for sure. And then, but really close behind those two was Tremont Murdoch. That's my number one, dude. Murdoch that, that's killed me. it this weekend. Okay, I'm gonna say this about that match because Murdoch and Tremont maybe did maybe like two wrestling moves the entire match. 
still so awesome. And they still was great because they just know how to work each other. Tremont's a seller. Murdoch has evolved before our very own eyes into this awe-inspiring star that maybe some of us knew already, but now like the world is getting to see the Duke in yeah. his full entirety. And um, but also the Los Macizos matches were just as good. Oh I mean God. Briscoe versus Macizos was a brawl. That was just a brawl. They brawled in, they brawled into the crowd, and I saw the crutches of hardcore, our good friend. Uh, if you know him, no guts, no gory on Instagram. I know he's dealing with an injury. His crutches were used during that match. That was and, um it was, it was it was wild. So pretty much it was a wild weekend, not just for you, but for everyone. Um, and I just gotta say this before we get into like matches match by match but that cardona wedding was one of the greatest segments in gcw history i do not care what anyone says it was awesome it was god tier brett being like do whatever you want to do i am just here for whatever happens i mean Bre- nick gage came out in a king's road shirt maki ito maki ito is fucking there. <laughs> serenaded matt cardona the forbidden door has been opened people I have a picture of literally like Maki Ito, Chelsea, Matt, Maven, and then like the wedding party, Matt's parents, oh. Ali. It's just like the most ridiculous photo I've and ever seen. Also, yeah. like, oh my God, like Nick Gage's face when he brought out the pizza cutter. It's the greatest thing. It's a meme ever. now, yeah. Oh, it's going to be like meme territory for the rest of its days. I mean, man. But um, getting into the matches, I mean, also the other one I wanted to talk about was Charlie Evans, Cole Radrick. I know it was more of like a hardcore-ish mm-hmm. death match. And I mean, that was a match I was really looking forward to. It wasn't the best match of the weekend. But again, Charlie Evans, I mean, you know what you're getting yourself into with her. I mean, she is a world-class wrestler. Literally, to me, like when we look back at this generation of wrestling, there are very few women who have redefined the term intergender wrestling like Charlie Evans has to the point where it doesn't even need a definition. It's just wrestling. Yeah, and she, her she sets Rina, it to the plate. Like they're like a duo. Yeah, after the match in Detroit last year, the two of them have an insane amount of respect for each other. They corner each other. Yeah, it's so cool match. to me. Yeah, cool. Uh, but to me, like Charlie Evans is just as good as advertised. Cole Radrick, who thank God has the hardcore or the ultra um, extreme extreme bell. Oh my goodness. The extreme bell. Finally, he is, I'm hoping going to go on a great run with that belt. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see how he does with that belt. This is the first time the uh, glass was used in an extreme title match. I think since like PCO and when he hit Deppin, remember that? Yeah. Chicago. I remember. Yeah, it was the, uh, yeah. one of the Chicago shows, yes, when Deppin lost the belt to PCO. Um, but it was pretty awesome just to see um, Cole and Charlie get that um, platform. But, I mean, Cologne Arena, this has immediately catapulted into my match of the year candidates. Um, it was unreal, dude. Like, I've heard Alex Cologne talk about it in a world of death match, and I'll reiterate it here, but... Alex Cologne, when he was trying to work this match, he didn't want to make it so move, move, move. He wanted to put so much psychology into this. Like, 
he just wanted to make it a simple underdog kind of match for Rena. Like that was his goal, and he perfected that. I mean, mind you, there were some really, really questionable bumps during this. Like the that gory special onto the pane of glass was absolutely disgusting. Are you talking about? It was the gory special where, like, the in the corner, clinic? that's oh, how the South the gore. It's a, called the gory special where, like, he put her on his back and like. Oh yeah, well, I got first. I got firsthand knowledge, experience about this when he did that, and she bounced off, and then he. It was brutal. He threw her through, and I don't think anybody realized this at home because uh, you just wouldn't have known. But this pain was super, super thick. Okay. It, it broke and chunked out into like three, four inch pieces. Oh no! And it, one hit my head. Oh yeah, but I had a hat on, so I was fine. But this thing chunked so a big that that must have hurt so bad to go through that. Yeah, thing. That it was, wasn't just like a little and pain. like it wasn't like a normal like back first bump. It was like he just ragdolled her right into the pain, and I was like, I'm done here. This is oh Killed. gross. But, I mean, they kept going. Rena, I know Rena had a really bad gash on her head from that match, but she fought and fought. It was just really good stuff from the two of them. I mean, again, I mean, I know Cologne has not had the best year. I really thought 2020, 2021 are the definitive Alex Cologne years. But, like, COS, the Rena match, he's had a hell of a second half. To 2022 and i mean it's it's i mean it's just one of those things where i mean he he may not always have the best match but really he just he he brings it 110 percent, especially when the timing is right i mean and i mean i know he's about to go on a little bit of a break in october but he he did admit that these are matches that have Helped him. Yes, he's gonna go on a break, but these are matches to look back on where he'll be like, "Yeah, I'm proud of these this match." Well, you're you're always gonna get a you know good psychology and good. It, it's sim- it's it's deathmatch simplified. I know we say deathmatch personified, but deathmatch simplified is the best way to describe that. But I mean, the other one, Matt Tremont, John Wayne Murdoch. Um, as I said earlier, they had only really done two moves. If you want to count the Koji clutch at the end. And maybe like once, what was it like one suplex or a Death Valley driver? But it, this was just a cell fest to the to the eyes galore. From I mean Tremont being the god of selling. I mean there is not a better individual who can tell a story with just his selling like Matt Tremont can. Great, yeah. Facebook questions. Um, and Murdoch as well, who really is he's at the peak. He's Murdoch my has hit the, peak. Of the weekend. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't expect him to win both matches, but here we are talking about John Wayne Murdoch as the MVP. So this match was so crazy, Tremont versus Murdoch, that I didn't even see who the, who won. I was so overwhelmed. Murdoch won. Murdoch yeah, won well, well, with the Koji clutch. People were like, oh, Murdoch won. I was like, wait, what? Because, listen, like, there was so much glass everywhere. They were fighting right in front of us. Uh, there was, like, Tremont, like, almost bled out on the floor. It stunk <laughs> iron. And then, like, he threw me his bandana. And I was just so overwhelmed. Like, I didn't even really, like, I was just tunnel vision. So, um, yeah. It was crazy. There was the one bump in that match where Tremont was on the core, or there, Tremont was on the ap- apron, and Murdoch 
just like literally grabs him by the shirt and then like ran towards that pane of glass on the floor. Like a flat back bump on the hardwood <laughs> showbook floor. With glass. And With I'm glass. just like sitting there I'm like, nah. This is why I selected him as my number one wrestler with zero fear. Because he I does mean, shit like this every fucking match. He is as fearless as it gets. I mean, yeah. he, 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 it doesn't matter who he's facing. He will give you a match, which is why... The match with Big F and Joe in September almost terrifies me to no end of what they're going to do. They'll probably kill each other. Um, but, I mean, those, another really good match. But, I mean, the next match we got to talk about, though, Los Macizos, Briscoes, this is like a dream match. I mean, Los Macizos, they've only been back in the States for, what, two months now? Yeah. And now they're facing the Briscoes in a really a dream match for a lot of us indie fans or deathmatch fans that you say and i mean the briscoes they are not afraid to get a little on the violent side it has been proven before and they brawled the crap out of the showbo i mean this was balls to the wall action only t- it was only like 12 minutes long it was hectic it was surprised that they it won was- too yeah i'm surprised the briscoes won too but i mean man if there is a tag team that is proven the test of time, it's the Briscoes. Yeah, it, it I, is, I think the best ever. They're they're in my top at least three tag teams, honestly. Um, but it's just it's crazy how dedicated the Briscoes are. Their run in GCW has been nothing but great. I know maybe there's a little mud in the water during Hammerstein, but. Other than that, they have always constantly put on great matches. It is never a dull moment with them, and they are now the first ever three-time GCW Tag Team Champions, and we'll get into what is going to be going on with them just a little bit later. Um, But I believe that's the night one for all the death matches there. Um, Just want to give a shout-out to Mox and Effie. You know, they worked a hell of a match. I know the internet is wildly divided by it, but to me, Effie is the personification of the business. I know this is a deathmatch podcast, but there there are not many workers who can who understand the personification of Effie because Effie, to me, is the business of now. He yeah, understands his he understands his business better than I think most people realize. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I just want to give a shout out to him. And I mean, hey, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, completely. I I did enjoy this match. However, like I was like. I just had an idea in my head that this was going to be crazy. And but I think after happened, every- and a lot of people were saying it's because Mox has an upcoming thing with Punk. So I understand that. Yeah, there. I understand why. And I think timing wise, I thought, I timing I wise, thought but I, I also I also thought maybe the place where this match could have been a bit better. Maybe not the main event, but I mean, it's Mox. You're not going to deny Mox a main event slot. I thought they were just honestly. I don't want to sound cliche, but I thought they were going to use glass. Yeah, I just I don't. Unfortunately, I, I couldn't see that with him. And I think Brett has already kind of temp, tempered people's expectations before. Well, yeah, apparently us. he said on the podcast like he's got something with Punk, and I didn't know about that. So, well, yeah, because Punk came back on AEW yeah. last week, and damn guessing, Punk, uh, my my boyo. But it, that is another story for another time. But on to night two of Homecoming. Um, Rena versus Sawyer freaking ruled. This was just these are just these are two of the best women going in deathmatch wrestling right now. I mean, 
there's Mickey Knuckles, there's Sage Sin, there's Ludark. But like to me, Sawyer and Rena right now are the two best leading ladies of 2022 in the world. Just me or has Sawyer like improved tremendously, like in such a short, short period of time. I feel like she's like she has so much more psychology now. I think the plant death debut for her really opened doors because it's funny because I didn't know she was good because no piece, but like that's like no ring. That's like that's kind of a different animal. Like you're just kind of doing bumps. You can't really you can try and tell a story in that environment, but it's kind of hard to because you can't do as much. Yeah. But Sawyer has immensely improved. She's over as all hell with the crowd. I mean, mind you, the Joey Janela match, she became a meteor star. Yeah, she beat Janela. She beat Janela and like got like the freaking the rumbling. I mean, that I felt the the showboat shake that night. Sawyer won. I'm dead serious. Oh yeah, well, dude, we were going crazy. Everyone's blowing. It was all awesome. like, I mean, I literally thought it was like a freaking earthquake in the showboat that night. But to me, the biggest improvement is the psychology and just playing to her strengths is the biggest dude, you have, thing. You have, have you just like look at her face while she wrestles? She like has like like all these expressions. She sells, like, she's like yeah, they're like oh, I'm gonna like when she grabs someone by the neck, it's like, like yeah, yeah, it's it's like the it's like this monster. It's like she is being what we all thought she could be, and um, I'm just gonna put it out there and please, I apologize in advance for being this snobby since she's coming to Chicago. Please, Brett, for the love of God, bring Sawyer Rex to Chicago. Please, mm-hmm. I'm begging you. Someone, please book Sawyer in Chicago that weekend. I, I will help. I will supply the financials for it. Yeah, you got so a sponsor. I, so I, I am. I am on the Sawyer Rec bandwagon, where I think she would be over in the Midwest, and she doesn't get enough bookings in the Midwest, or she does, but like it's not in Chicago. I feel she. Well, because where she's over. she's from, like Orlando. She's I from think. Florida, but it's not that yeah. bad. I mean, she's been in Indiana. She's been in Texas. Like Chicago's not that bad. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I just think she'd be great here. And, um, but not taking away from Rena though, Rena is just on a tear and it's crazy because I know in Japan, she's kind of like hovering near the top of the car, but not there yet. And dude, they with, screw her there, like straight up well, like, around the bush. They I make mean, her I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ridiculous, dude. I hope that changes now because she's awesome. Well, because she has a title. It's going to be very interesting to see how. They handle her having the title. Dude, she got the biggest pops of the weekend. She had the biggest merch lines next to Mommy. You know, she was crying. Everybody loved it. Like, how can yeah. I hope that they see this? That she's like, well, oh. here's here's the thing. I mean, again, it's just it, woman in deathmatch in Japan is such a foreign idea. But like, you see promotions like Prominence happening, and you see freedoms involving Rina Yamashita near the near the middle of the card but again it's going to be very interesting to see now that she has that ultraviolet belt back in japan now how they're going to book her because here in the states she's a bona fide star there's no doubt about it top top three easily like it's great like to us like uh, such a foreign concept is so cool to us but in japan it's like a really, really foreign concept. Well, the only like older, well, the older guard is kind of like I can think of is uh, Miyamoto versus Hannah Kimura's mom. 
that was like once i feel like oh yeah that's like something that no one really knows about that like bloodlust video posted last oh okay yeah it was like i didn't know i didn't even know that happened yeah wow um it's just it's very interesting to see arena get this opportunity here in the states and i mean who knows how long this run will be because she's going back to japan with the belt gcw's coming to japan very soon I mean, it is going to be very interesting few months. I hope that she at least gets a defense in or two is my best bet before. I, I would be upset there. if they gave it to anybody except because I like. Well, they... I mean, we'll again, we'll see what, how they do it. Because, I mean, I wouldn't mind if like a Sakuda got a shot. I wouldn't mind if Drew got a shot. I, I, re- I, I, think, I think almost the perfect story you could do is Rena Drew. And freedoms for the belt. Kasai. I mean, Kasai is at the top one, but I think to me, like you have the story right there with Drew and Reno. I have a theory. Yeah. Regarding Japan. I think that we have three more Nick Gage matches uh, left before he retires. I think we're going to get Cardona versus Gage uh, and, you know, maybe in Chicago or something like that. I think we're going to get Mox versus Gage rematch. And I think we'll get Kasai in the United States one final time, last Gage match. I think so. That's my, that's my trilogy of Nick Gage. That's my theory. I mean, if Gage Kasai happens, I'm getting on the first flight there. Well, as you I have alluded to before, <laughs> he is the only one that he would travel with. Kasai said that the only reason he, that would, he would come back for is to fight Nick. And Nick cannot go there. Yeah, so, of course. I mean, has to be here. It has to be here. I mean, it's a good theory and think and practice. Yeah. I mean, um, no, he but said it, could it be done too? I said it's going to be done too. Oh, man. But what I was going to say so, Drew and Rena have the perfect storyline for the UV belt now. Drew got the win over Rena at TOS. Mm-hmm. That should piss Drew off a little bit. He's like, why didn't I get my. UV tile shot. Why did? Why is it that Rena got her shot? Got to come to homecoming, Drew. Well, I'm just saying. I think it'd be really. I think it's an interesting story, though, if you yeah, really think is. about it. So, I mean, now you have that going into potentially Freedom's programming. Um, the other match yeah, it was in Big Japan programming. Now it's going to be in Freedom. Well, that's that's BJW. No, no. Hey. BJW is getting back on track. Okay, I'll that match the was awesome. Uh, Wakamatsu versus <laughs> Kobayashi. What? Hey, Wakamatsu versus Cole Radrick. Let's make it happen, guys. Yeah, it's like the Cole Radrick of Japan. Yeah, yeah he's, he's the Cole Radrick of Japan. <laughs> yeah. I'm dead serious. Um, but the other death match at Homecoming was Los Macizos and Cologne and Murdoch, the the Raven and Tommy Dreamer of GCW now. The, the the crazy bastards or whatever they're being called. And um this was a, just another good tag team death match. The Caesars and Extremo doing their thing. You know how it works. I mean, but I will say it is very interesting this me that Kelowna Murdoch, who went all in on this um this whole um, idea of um, like they were, they were, they have respect for each other, Cologne and Murdoch, but like they never teamed together. But now they're teaming together. They coexist. 
yeah, this is great. Um, and he came in the ring after and was like, uh, you guys killing each other two weeks ago? <laughs> and the amount of the term motherfucker being used in this entire segment was almost too much for my taste, but uh-huh. hey. This is probably my favorite match of night, too. Really, Macizos? And- it was crazy, bro. Uh, I got nailed by Cyclope. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, oh, boy. I got taken out, and I was like, oh, I think I got cut again. And then I like, looked down, and I was like, okay, it's just Cyclope. This was sequel pay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, no, as you allude to, Effie and Allie came out. Then SGC came out. And pretty much, as we all know now, Art of War Games 2, often to say it's Illinois because it's called the suburbs. It's still Chicago, but the suburbs. It'll be for the GCW Tag Team titles. The Briscoes defending against Bussy, defending against Los Macizos, defending defending against SGC, and defending against Cologne and Murdoch. Five-team tag team bedlam. This is going to be stupid good. It's going to be crazy, bro. It was someone put on Twitter how... um, Pretty much the um, how like this is such a monumental clusterfuck. Like, how can you tell them like uh, this should go good, right? And I'm like, and I basically retweeted, and I was like, GCW has shown in the past that clusterfucks can be good. This can't. This this has to go right. I mean, they typically are. Yeah, exactly. Dude, this is a deathmatch. More games. It's gonna be sick. It is going to be wild. And I mean, yeah, Art of War Games, Labor Day weekend, already a huge weekend for wrestling. Uh, be there, be square. I will be there, front row. Um, I'm going to be front row for all the shows that weekend. But so much not- better for people that don't haven't done it before. Got to do it. Yeah, no, I, I'm actually bringing my friend who's been begging me to bring them to a GCW show. And I bring them the Art of War games for the first GCW show. Oh, yeah, that's great. And um, Dude, um... it's going to be nuts. It is going to be nuts. But also, shout out to um, Nick Gage for blasting not only Matt Cardona, but Matt Cardona's dad with a bundle His of father. tears. father. Well, okay. okay. I just got to say, Papa Cardona completely no-sold that tube spot. It didn't help that he was wearing the cowboy hat also, but I'm just saying that I'm like, like, wait, did he get busted with a bundle? Because he just kind of walked off to the side. Yeah, that was great. Dude, I can't believe that we're possibly going to get another Matt Cardona death match. I, I think we are. 100%. Um, it's like, I... I, I, I do want to say... He ruined the wedding, bro. Like, this we- is major. I'm going to say this because I'm hoping that it happens here. But I kind of want to see that during Four Cups Stuffed, the main event of Four Cups Stuffed. Dude, he can go like, face. This is my other theory. Matt Cardona's been, they've been waiting for a face turn. He's with, gonna, bro. I'm telling you, he's gonna bleed buckets. He's gonna go out there and kill himself. And, and I, I didn't think we would get another Matt Cardona deathmatch. He seemed to be kind of adamant about not doing them again. But I guess. I guess sometimes absence makes the heart grow fonder. As I mean, he say. was incredible during it. So I hope. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to do them all the time. I think he's, he. I think he'd rather do them when the time is right. This is, and a, I, and they I got think, a lot of time to think, build this. 
and they've had a lot of time literally a year later since the since homecoming night one when cardona shocked the world and beat gage for the belt now gage can get his actual revenge here and so i mean maybe four cup stuff maybe art of war games even i don't know but that weekend seems perfect to kind of do that since cardona and gage are going to be in the vicinity of each other just saying so keep your eyes peeled but let us get into some other deathmatch news of course Coming up this weekend, August 20th, ICW No Holds Barred, Volume 30 and 31. Volume 30 being the mystery ultraviolet vortex. Still have and we will probably never know who's going to be showing up. Who knows? Maybe Insane Lane shows up. Maybe Orn Vite shows up. You never know who's going to walk in the door of the Summit Park District. But that doesn't mean we don't know the show for um pretty much give me a second here i just need to find it all here um pretty much um we have volume 31 though which has been fully announced um i don't know if you saw the sadika promo that she put i didn't really get it but uh... (laughs) i thought it was absolutely hilarious the subtitles the subtitles have only made the entire thing because she's like you better make sure you sub this shit and she's like have you even paid your medical bills on foot? <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious. And I'm like, okay, there is no mystique anymore, but at least she has the sincerity to be like, yeah, screw you. You really shouldn't even be doing this still. But uh, that's going to be the main event, I'm assuming. John Wayne Murdoch has a big test in Cruel. Um, Schlag versus one of our new favorites, Remington Roar, is happening. Tommy Vendetta going up against Danny DeMonto, boss man. Um, Akira Eric Ryan, the rematch, third time's the charm. Hopefully Akira can pull out that win. In a um, Then the Bev is facing off with Dale Patricks. And of course, last but not least, our good friend Neil Diamond Cutter versus the Carver and the original Prince versus the penultimate Prince, as I've been billing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to give kind of everyone um, just a forward that um really check out Neil versus Carver. Um, I just want to say that's a match I've that um both of them I know have been putting on a lot of great time for. And I think you guys are gonna really like it. And um stay tuned after No Holds Barred, volume 31. Um, me and Neil have something very special planned and um that we both put on a lot of work for. So it's pretty cool, people. Um, so and it'll be on socials, it'll be on I'm gonna send it immediately to King's Road. I'm going to send it as far and wide as possible because um, what me and Neil have planned is going to be very special, honestly. So just stay tuned. Um, you don't want to miss that out. So I'm going to try to hype that out up as humanly possible. But um, with that being said, I mean, is there any matches on that um, No Holds Bar shows that you are you yourself are looking forward to? Honestly, Sadiqa Hood, but... Uh... I know it's like controversial, but I'm a Sadiqa fan, so and I want to see them kill each other. So I'm pumped for this. I know, uh, yeah, it's gonna be freaking It'll be good. It'll be good. I'm I mean, excited for Remington to be back as well. Yeah, I am too. I think that was the one. It was supposed to be Ruben Seal, but um, giving my best to Ruben Seal, I think he's hurt, so he had to withdraw. Yeah, yeah, he had a great. Honestly, I watched his match with Eric Ryan at Circle Six. Oh yeah, I heard that was and, great. Um, he did he's he's pretty 
like really good, honestly. Like he's good, but he's on the older spectrum of deathmatch guys. You know what so he like did that I appreciated. Are... You know, like when someone throws a bundle at you, yeah, and he you it, and then you kind of just stand there and you're staring at him, like no, Ruben. Now, like he caught it and looked so off guard, like he sold it so well. So I was like, yeah, Ruben's he's actually really good. Yeah. yeah, I feel bad. I mean, I know I was told by someone like Ruben Seal, he's on, he's I believe like 36, 37 or something like that, and doing death matches. For him, he can do them, but like age is going to catch up with you, and unfortunately, injuries are going to follow. And it seems like that's the case. And I really hope that's not because I really like Ruben Steele. I really do. I think he's he's one of those like hidden gems of deathmatch wrestling. I know um, he just came back from a really bad injury too, and it's just to hear that he's injured again really is unfortunate. Yeah. So, um, but um, the other big thing coming up. August 27th, I'm going to say. It's that, this is in Australia, by the way, so this probably won't be at IWTV but until, like, September. But DMDU bringing back the Dream Tournament once again. Both of us are sponsoring this incredible tournament. Um, this is going to be an awesome one. 13 entrants, an insane amount of first-round matches that I will get to in a second, but... um. I want to thank Joel for letting us both sponsor this and yeah, being thanks. a part of you, this Joel. special show again. I I reached out to Joel and I said, listen, I want to sponsor it again. If you let me, I will do it. Um, but in all honesty, um, he wasn't too sure, but then he was like, you, you want to sponsor? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. So the doors have opened, and next thing you know, we are both sponsoring it. So yeah, I want well, to talk to him. Yeah. Um, I talked to him about like the sponsorship and he like kind of gave me an idea of what the tournament was like and i was like yeah put my name on that it's fucking awesome um so yeah look everyone look out for that for sure it's gonna be awesome so um gonna get through the first round matches mind you they're 13 so if one match seems a little off it's because there there's an odd number this year but um we're gonna start off jimmy lloyd versus mad dog which is gonna be wild in a battle without honor or humanity death match Okay. Then in the only triple threat match of the first round, York versus Callan Butcher versus Vic Craig in a only cans death match. Only cans. <laughs> only cans. Um, then Cammy Crawford, the former Atlas CC Whitaker, facing Jordan Sampson in Light Tube Lunacy 2, a encore of um, Joel Bateman and York's match from last year that was Light Tube Lunacy 1. Then, um, in the first all-female death match of Dream, Vixen facing out with Michelle K. Hasluck in a mystery box death match. Um, the two, I just want to say to this one, the two of them have been hyping this up, and some of the ideas they have are remotely terrifying. Like, these are not pleasant. They even had like the mannequin heads as an idea. And I'm like, no, please stop. When's someone going to do pigeon spikes again? I was going to say, this ain't the howl days, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, um, next <laughs> Who up. Who knows that, but maybe at the dream tournament. Yeah, uh, maybe. I was going to say, time. we'll see. Yeah. Um, next up, though, we got Damian Rivers, who's now a part of Anti-Deathmatch Party against will walker one of my sleeper picks of this tournament i like him he's good i like will walker man um and this is in a two-thirds fuckery boards death match damn it's gonna be longer than california what 
This is going to be longer than the California show. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they pace this. And then last yeah. but not least in the first round, Joel Bateman versus Xavier Black um, in a Bunnings Scramble Bunkhouse Brawl. What's a Bunning? I, I, I think that's a saying in Australia. I, I'd have to ask Joel himself on that. Um, but, yeah, it's a Bunkhouse Brawl. Um, just so everyone knows, the the winners of the matches um, of the first round they get separated in two triple threats. They're going to be fans bring the weapons matches. So all the second round is fans bring the weapons matches. Man, Australians making deathmatch weapons. That sounds kind of scary. Um, I remember, I think my favorite DMDU stip was when they, when it was Guido Callen and they did the San I know Jose, you're going to say this is mine too, yeah. The San Jose glass crust deathmatch yeah. was some of the best stip work ever. They had the cacti. They had the the thumbtack panes of glass. They had some really nasty stuff. Um, that was a really good match too also. Um, but I will say, I mean, I'm, I can't, I, me and Mike are contractually obligated to not tell you the finals, but y'all are going to want to watch this finals a dream. This might be the best deathmatch tournament final you'll see all year. I'm telling you right now. Like, me and him know the final. You are going to be in for a treat with this final. It is, if you've never seen this type of match that they're going to do for the finals, you're going to be so confused. But it is going to be bonkers. I mean, and also, I I forgot this note as well. Um, Callan Butcher is going to defend the DMDU deathmatch title the entire way through if he makes it. That's awesome. So that's another high stakes part. So who knows? Jimmy Lloyd could potentially win the DMDU deathmatch title for one round or take it all the way back to the States Jimmy, for all we know. Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> I cannot wait to see the Australians fucking with the different boy. Yeah. The different ring boy. Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> the ring boy who forgot the rings like a goon. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jimmy, no hard feelings, my friend. We love you. Just don't forget the wedding rings next next time. That was, excellent. Excellent. That was hilarious. I just love Matt like, like Maven yelling at him, being like, "Go find the rings." Yeah, you had one job. I love you had they, one job because it, it seems like Cardona and Jimmy are kind of like real like real life buddies. They, if you watch well, Jimmy, the, Jimmy Hammerstein. If you, if you watch the Hammerstein uh, vlog from Cardona, it's like him and Matt hanging out before, oh like, yeah, it's funny. Um, oh, goodness. That's that's a, that looks like a good card. I didn't get, I didn't quite get the chance to watch um, Masada win the XBW title this weekend, but he did against Kate, I'm guessing, Billy Mac. I'm guessing they're going to unify the deathmatch title and the... Probably get Slack versus Masada. Masada. Yeah. yeah, I mean that seems about right. I, I didn't see much about Mickey versus um, Sage, but I heard Ludark. Cool. I heard yeah. Ludark got added in as a third person in that match, though. Yeah, and then we had Necro Slack, which I got some video clips sent to me. It looked like they had like a chair brawl or something. It was more like a chair brawl with a couple tubes here and there. I mean, it's it's Necro again. He's not going to do all glass. He's not going to run the ropes. This. I mean, what else is new? I mean, but I mean, it is what it is. But I mean, in all seriousness, another crazy week in the world of deathmatch. Um, I wanted to put this out there to everyone because um, 
Corey from Deathmatch Worldwide sent in my or he put it out there, and um, I'll put it out there with you. I don't know if you knew this, but um, Chris, who runs Ruthless Pro Wrestling RPW, suffered a heart attack not yeah. too long ago. So um, just want to give my best wishes to him as he recovers from that, and um, support RPW during this time. Go watch a show on IWTV or go buy some merch. Um, but um chris is the part of the deathmatch community he loves deathmatch as much as much as most of us here and um we wish him the best in um his recovery i mean that's it's really tough that he went through that and i'm glad he hopefully can put persevere so yeah just i just want to give my best the, to chris um, i picked up today the this was a cool one that i found on there uh the inked in blood it looks like it was like designed by ozawa oh yeah uh i got that one that's uh yeah that's awesome um yeah i just want to wish chris the best and um i think really that's all we got on this edition of your dose of death i mean we covered a lot we covered homecoming we got icw on the way um oh i mean also with icw there's the september show um and of course we can't forget because um we're going we're covering this but bow the tough guys coming right up me mike and ray fuson are going to be um doing our little pick em battle which mike is going to be part for the first time and I, I don't think he knows what to expect with me and ray's shenanigans we we get into some shenanigans just saying so um be prepared um but we will definitely get that all out to you guys as soon as possible um it's going to be some really really fun stuff coming up in these next few weeks um a lot going on there's always a lot going on in the world of deathmatch what well um never really know what is going on half the time but um all i know is um i got icw chicago coming up i got war games i got a lot but um what do you have going on dude nothing (laughs) like i I'm going to go probably to Garden State Pro. I mean, that's not really deathmatch related. And I'm okay, going to try to go to the H2O's coming back on Saturdays next month. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, hopefully uh, flying over to the land of the rising sun. Uh, so those are my immediate plans. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's like not a GCW show here until like October, sadly. So going to be, yeah, going to be just chilling. Well, at least you deserve a well-deserved break here and there. You, you. I do you miss were, H2O on Saturdays, though. So, well, at, at least you are going to be going to those. I mean, that was the other one, H2O. I need to like go back and watch that one. But I've heard um, from what I did see, Louis Anthrax um, definitely must watch from the Like a Hoss show. Mm-hmm. And so I know Sawyer Wreck won her match, and I know Tremont Casey killed it, of course. So um, definitely check out H2O as well, Like a Hoss. Um, but yeah, there's always so much. Yeah, for me, yeah, you got you got your downtime. I got my busy time now. Everyone, it's like they make their way out east, and now they make their way to the Midwest, maybe yeah. out west, and then they do the cycle again. So, um, that all being said, though, um, I think that it's a good spot to wrap it up. Um, what, um, as always, um. How can we support you, Mike? I mean, I know you got Kings Row, but is there anything else you got going on? Um, oh, you know, obviously the podcast here, you know, bi-weekly, um, doing 
you know, weekly things for with Twitch with uh, Alex Cologne and Steven. So if you want to tune into that, we're giving away. I agreed to give away a belt if we get a hundred subscribers. So I'm going to give away the IWGP version four belt, which is insane, but I'm giving it to you guys. So if you're interested in the belts, <laughs> then come subscribe to that. It's in my bio. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah you, it's like you that's got, an expensive belt. That is an expensive uh, belt. You're just like willing to part with it willy nilly. My goodness. I'll give it away. I have too many anyway. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, for me, just, Again, as I said before, support the kind of Patreon support. Um, T Public, also Deathmatch Worldwide, as always, has my merch. Um, there are tons of ways to support us, as you know, and um, just keep just keep your eyes peeled on the world of Deathmatch. It, it never stops, it seems like. So, um, with that being said, Lauren, from myself to Mike, we are signing off this week. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good rest of your day. This has been a Countout Podcast.